0: Welcome to the B2B Mix Show with Elena and Stacy. Each week, we'll bring you ideas that you can implement in your own marketing strategy. We'll share what we know and advice from industry experts who will join us from time to time here on the show. Are you ready to mix it up? Let's get started. Hey, everybody, I'm Stacy Jackson. And I'm Elena Jackson. We are the co founders of Jackson Marketing. And in case you still haven't heard, we are also sisters. We're bringing you another episode of the B2B Mix Show. Stacy, what's the topic of today's episode? Today,
1: we're going to talk about HubSpot's Inbound 19 conference. Elena and I got to attend and we talked to a lot of great people, heard some terrific speakers and went to some great sessions. But today's episode isn't about our experience. Today, we're bringing you an insider's view of the conference from our HubSpot channel consultant, Alex DeNoyer. Elena, why don't you introduce Alex to our listeners?
0: Alex has been with HubSpot for almost two years as a channel consultant working with HubSpot agency partners like us and his past jobs and client services roles has helped him to gain the skills to create, nurture and maintain impactful relationships. Alex approaches partners with a balance of empathy and expertise to help them grow their business. Alex, welcome to the B2B Mix Show.
2: Thank you so much for having me, guys. Uh, it was, I feel like we were just speaking in person only a few days ago, so it's really great to connect so soon after Inbound.
0: I know. and It, it was funny when we messaged you, you were immediately walking <laughs> past us, and it was like, oh, I think that's Alex. <laughs> so that was cool that we actually got to physically see you right after we sent you a message.
2: Yeah, it's um, that was a great example of what I think is a pretty common occurrence at an event like Inbound, where... You would think that with, you know, 20,000 plus people around, it would be really hard to find people. But I have a lot of those serendipitous moments where I just bump into people out of the blue like that. So I was really glad to be able to meet you guys in person and find out about your experience at Inbound.
0: Yeah, we had a couple of those moments, too, where we were like, oh, yeah, we know you. We've seen your picture on LinkedIn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I, I had my share of starstruck moments. Uh, I'm sure people have as well. But uh, yeah, it's really great. You know, I work with partners and customers all over the country, even out of the country sometimes too. So it's great whenever folks get to come to our neck of the woods here in Boston uh, and meeting people in person just always makes a different relationship. So I was excited to do that.
1: Okay, Alex, before we get into the nitty gritty details about Inbound, maybe you could tell our listeners a little bit about what a channel consultant does at HubSpot.
2: Yeah, great question. So HubSpot's become a pretty big organization uh, at this point in our growth, you know, in year 13. So I actually work in what's called the agency partner program. So I get the pleasure of working with our lovely agency partners such as yourselves. Really what that means is, you know, I'm a consultant that acts as an inbound success coach, if you will. Our agency partners, they act as an extension of HubSpot. You know, they, they help us find new customers, sell into new markets, and bring people onto the platform and then really help them see success with HubSpot tool set. Once they become a HubSpot customer, you know, your end customers, that's really where I kind of stand as someone who has experience with other HubSpot customers from a strategic perspective and just coaching along the typical, uh, you know, path to helping someone onboard onto the platform, see success with tools uh, and continue to see value in both HubSpot and in the agency. So, you know, it, it com- encompasses a lot of different little things, but I think it can be best summarized as, You know, I'm an inbound success coach for our agency partners.
0: Yeah. And you definitely are someone that lends an ear to your partners that you work with. Like if we're going through something or need to talk through something, you're always there to work with us through that. And so that's one thing that we love about it is having that person there to support us like you do.
1: Yeah. Alex is great. To Alex's boss, he's terrific.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Christina? (laughs) Well, I appreciate you saying that very much. And I think that's an important distinction too. You know, I think, uh, you know, that's, I gave kind of a high level definition of the role but really what i love about it is that i i get to get very involved in the businesses and the day-to-day operations of of my partners and a lot of what we focus on is specific to the hubspot product right it's let's build out a very specific workflow for this nurture program or helping someone implement a conversational marketing strategy with new chat bots and things like that where we very much are getting into the product but you know we have all kinds of conversations about Hiring and growing your team and culture at your agency, which you know, are all things that are very important to us here at HubSpot. And uh, you know, before coming to HubSpot as a consultant, I you know used to work in the agency world. So I just love being able to share my experience. And a lot of the time, it's you really just very much a peer-to-peer relationship. You know, where we're bouncing ideas off each other, and you know, your success becomes my success. Uh, so we're all sort of aligned in the vectors of what we want to see. Uh, within the the partner program. And that just gets me excited when I can see my partners succeed. I never take any of the credit. Uh, You you guys all work very hard, but I'm just really here to help uh, in any way that I can.
0: So let's dig into some inbound talk. From an insider's perspective, what is it about this year's event and how it stacked up compared to last year?
2: Yeah, great question. So last year, I think one of the phrases that I heard a lot uh, the big focus at Inbound is usually about like what's new with the HubSpot product. You know, Inbound's become a very much an industry event. So it is in a lot of ways bigger than just HubSpot itself. But, you know, a lot of what people come for and are excited about is what's new with HubSpot product. Last year, I think the phrase that a lot of people used was HubSpot was completing this week, right? We shipped a lot of brand new product, the enterprise level on the sales hub and the service hub. And we really got to that point for the first time in our history where we had You know, starter, pro, and enterprise level features on both marketing and sales, and then now the service hub as well. So there was just a lot of net new product that HubSpot was shipping, which was obviously really exciting. And that was really the flavor of last year. There was just, there was so much new HubSpot. When I think about that as the focus of last year, this year had a very different flavor to it. You know, I think another way to really think about the difference was this transition from, all in one platform where everything you need is in one platform all those enterprise features to a more all on one platform with a huge focus on integrations and connectivity now product spotlight was still very important this year you know christopher o'donnell is always one of my favorite speakers he does the product spotlight uh you know as svp of product but he had a different tenor to it this year you know i think the one of the things that really stuck out to me in his keynote was his slide where he really was harping on how much we make these changes based on feedback from customers ourselves. And the slide said, dear HubSpot, I need this to be easier, I need more, and I'm on budget. And all of those things really were factored into the changes we made this year. So there were no new hubs, you know, no new whole new SKUs uh, like enterprise and different places, but uh, the focus was really on taking feedback from our customers and making the existing product better, making things easier, having more depth, and, and then really leaning into that all in one aspect into the all on one with making it easier to connect with all kinds of integrations tech stacks are getting bigger these days and we realize that people are using other pieces of software not just hubspot and we want to make it easier for everything to connect
0: right yeah and user experience and the ability to maneuver through the system is is huge for people especially when you bring on new agencies you want it to them to have a good user experience and make it easy for them so i think that that's a great focus that you guys were able to hone in on.
2: Yeah, experience is a huge part of it, right? And I think that's always been something that you know, uh, you know, our, our CEO and co-founder Brian Halligan talks a lot about. And it was a big focus for him this year too. I think it definitely resonated in a lot of the other aspects of the conference and various breakout sessions and conversations that were being had on the floor. But you know, experience disruption. Consumers are changing in in how they interact with businesses, and they're very fickle in who they choose and Becoming differentiated by the experience you provide is is really the trend we're seeing. And so it was really cool to see a lot of real examples of that. You know, I think one little call to action that I do have to plug is again, like the feedback loop is so important in the HubSpot product ecosystem. I think it's without question that pretty much every single thing that we launched this year or is in beta or is now live after inbound is based on specific actional feedback that we got from customers. So if you're listening to this and you're a HubSpot customer uh, or a partner, be active. If you have a customer success manager or a channel consultant, get them your feedback. We appreciate that honest transparency. You guys know I always tell you that. You know, go to community.hubspot.com. The ideas forum is a very active place. Uh, upvote ideas that you want to see made, uh, and you know, post your own ideas if you don't see it already there. We are listening.
0: Hey folks, let's take a break to hear about today's sponsor. <laughs> And we are back.
1: So I'm sure some people listening might think that you HubSpot people get to be so lucky and hang out with cool guests like Jennifer Garner or attend sessions. However, having done a user conference myself, I'm guessing you probably have some other responsibilities as a HubSpot channel consultant. What are you doing during, during inbound that most people may not be aware of?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, not as glamorous as maybe you might think. There certainly are opportunities to to meet with some of these great people, but I think what I love about how HubSpot approaches that is that. You know, you sort of have to earn it just like anyone else. So, just kind of a, a day in the life of a channel consultant at Inbound. I'm spending a lot of my time finding ways to meet with customers or partners that are in town, again, coming from across the country. So, again, shout out to you guys for making the trip all the way up. I know there was also a lot of people that were concerned about a hurricane that was bearing down. And it really is a big effort for a lot of people to come to Boston and, and attend this event. On my end, I try to make myself as available as possible to, you know, meet with people in person, have strategic conversations. And I think the, the hidden part of that that a lot of people don't realize is, as HubSpot employees, we do a lot of volunteering to help run the event. So it, HubSpot is such a success because of so much time and effort that goes into making it that, that way. So we try to do as much as we can to do our part. As simple as volunteering at the information desk so we can help people navigate their way around a very big convention center. We also are enjoined by the West Westin and the Aloft hotels. So it's become a very expansive space or being a speaker concierge or an usher for the different breakout sessions, just helping to ensure that everything from an AV perspective is set up beforehand and people find their seats. And there's, there's a lot of moving parts and there's a lot of ways to help. So I do spend a lot of my time at inbound just helping run the show. So again, I won't take any of the credit. We have a dedicated inbound team that works on running inbound 365 but you know when it comes to be the week of inbound we all try to do as much as we can to to help help run the show
1: so did you get to meet any cool people
2: <laughs> well i got to meet you guys well, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I, I do have a few of my colleagues that uh, were able to meet some of those uh, celebrities, very great starstruck moments. I didn't myself. You know, I think a lot of what you can do is like, depending on how many hours you volunteer, you can get access to, you know, a little meet and greet opportunity. But, uh, you know, th- there's so many to choose from, too. I think, you know, I'm sure I'm not giving anything away here. I'm a, a local boy. I'm a big Boston sports fan. And there was a panel with... Alex Cora and Jonathan Kraft and Brad Stevens. So from a local sports perspective, uh, there were a lot of us that were really excited, but there's just a lot of great entrepreneurs. Like you mentioned, you know, Jennifer Garner was there. It's it's become a very big event. And I think a lot of what I really enjoyed is the smaller breakout sessions. You know, there's some people that I've never heard of that I, all of a sudden I was getting the information of a lifetime. So it, it, it's really great. We're kind of spoiled for choice when it comes to inbound speakers.
0: Which you kind of lead me into something I wanted to ask about. What sessions did you get to go to? I know you were super busy, so you probably didn't get to go to a ton of them, but sounds like you made it to some and which ones were your favorites? And if not, if not, what did you hear the most buzz about from other sessions from other people?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Great question. So one of the frustrations is, you know, there's so many great events and a lot of them are happening at the same time. You do have to make some choices. I love you know. I talked to a lot of my agency partners that are in town that have you know two or three or four members of the team there. It's very much a divide and conquer strategy, you know. So fortunately and unfortunately, there's only one of me, and I'm spending a lot of time meeting with people too. So I did not get to attend very many sessions, but a couple that I heard a lot of buzz about: Sean Henry of Pepperland Marketing. He's another one of my. He did a session on. 21 automated workflows to keep your CRM squeaky clean, and I actually saw a lot of buzz on LinkedIn about it, which was really cool. So that was that was a good one, and it sort of kept in in line with you know one of the product updates this year, which was the ability to deduplicate contacts. Keeping your CRM clean is just really important for marketers, and and so that, I thought that kind of tied in nicely. I do have to say, I heard a tremendous amount of buzz about Daniel Harmon of the Harmon Brothers you know, creating ads and their story is so cool. Uh, that one definitely was uh, a big talk out on the floor.
0: I didn't go to any of those. I don't know if Stacy did or not. but No, but it sounds
1: like I missed some good ones.
2: <laughs> I know. That's what I was just thinking.
0: So I guess a, a big question that some people will have, will we get to see those if we went to inbound? Will that sessions that we didn't get to make it to? Are they recorded or anything like that?
2: That's a great question. You know, I think I think a lot of the sessions and you know how they handle the like the slideshow for example is sort of handled by the speaker themselves. You know I think for example a lot of people will do you know they'll have a bitly link where you can download the slides and maybe a recording from after the session that they'll provide to the people that attended the session. So I mean even for me it's it's frustrating. I I I like wish Mm -hmm. I could be. In 10 places at once and go to all these events. But a lot of the stuff is already available. For example, the keynotes in particular. So I mentioned Christopher O'Donnell's product spotlight earlier. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Brian and Darmesh are up there being as entertaining as always. So those bigger keynote events are already live on YouTube. And there, there are some things like that that you can find on there. But yeah, not everything is made available. We want to make sure that the folks that are taking their time to attend the sessions get the value out of them. Of course, if that changes, I'll be the first to let you know.
1: Sounds good. Okay. So, You've attended two different inbound sessions. What would you change for the upcoming 2020 inbound if, if you had the power to do that and what would it be?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I think the good news is that I don't have like a lot of bones to pick, right? You know, I think inbound uh, in any event of that size is is really difficult to, to put on. So I, I'm always very impressed with how well it's run. and. And all of the opportunities that we have i think maybe selfie one thing is you can never have enough free coffee bars uh as we talked about at the very beginning uh you know before i think before we started recording just it's an exhausting event. You're on your feet all day. You're walking around between four different buildings. You know, I think being uh, properly caffeinated has always helped. So maybe if I had a personal barista, that would help. But I think, in in all honesty, to get serious, though, I think it's it's such a sea of people. One thing I did find myself noticing this year is what's great is that everyone is everyone has their pass or their badge on. You know, and so you can see people's names pretty clearly. But the name of their company or their organization is actually quite small. I, I had a few moments where I felt like I was kind of staring at people trying to figure out if I could read what their uh, what their company was, you know, so that I could figure out if I knew this person or if I wanted to, you know, try to create a networking opportunity. But that would be one very nitpicky little thing is, you know, let's, let's make the names of our organizations a little bigger on the badges. Aside from that, though, I think it's really sort of like just an open call and a wish that they just continue to evolve. You know, I think, again, just coming back to the biggest difference between last year and this year, the way that the conference was run was very much the same. You know, there's subtle tweaks in terms of the the overall layout of the main club inbound area. Nothing that really was going to affect my experience too much, but I just love that the conversation and the types of speakers that we have coming and the customer stories that are being highlighted are evolving in the way that HubSpot's evolving, in the way that inbound marketing is evolving and that we're not set in stone. So I always really like that. It's why I love working at HubSpot is, we're trying you know, on a daily basis to stay on the front edge of how things are evolving and move the way we make product and the way we help customers and partners based on the way customers are interacting uh, and what they need. So I, I, I don't, I, again, I'm kind of struggling to find more things to suggest here. I think it was a great event. Um, I mean, aside from you know having my personal barista, there's not much I would change. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I and I think back to what you were saying earlier, that it's more of an industry event now. One thing that I thought was kind of cool is that you see other people representing companies that might be considered a competitor. But because it is an industry event, it's for everybody. It's not just only if you're using HubSpot. And I think that's one of the cool things about it, too, because.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think one of the best examples of that is HubSpot announced not too long ago our our you know renewed partnership with WP Engine and i think you know if we're being honest like obviously the HubSpot CMS is a fabulous product it's a great fit for a lot of customers you know it integrates so well with your existing CRM and there's so much data that you can leverage uh, when you have so much you know on one again but the integration with another CMS is going to be a more logical solution for some of our customers And, and we read the writing on the wall and we thought rather than just having all these enemies out there and just treating them like competitors let's work together to make sure that people have the tech stack they need so whether it's wix or wordpress or any other cms you know hubspot's motivated to make sure that customers have what they need i i've heard some crazy statistics about know, the size of the average tech stack in a given company. And depending on how large the organization is, you know, you can have dozens and dozens of pieces of software that you use. And so HubSpot's motivated to remain an open platform and increase our API capabilities so that you can continue to integrate. So you're right. It's, it's, it's very interesting when you kind of look at it on paper and say like there are some people here that would be competitors, right? But it's very much about finding the right solution for the right people and hopefully what we think is the you know one of the best ways to kind of run your business is to have HubSpot be at the center of as much of that as possible, but integrate with everything else.
0: So before we move on to our final just for fun question, is there anything else you want to share about inbound and why our listeners should Start looking at considering going next year in 2020?
2: Yeah, I would say, you know, obviously, from an educational perspective, there's so much content to absorb. So if you're out there and you're a small company or a medium sized company and you're on the fence about whether or not to send someone from your team there or attend yourself, uh, I think there's a lot that you can get out of it. So one is, obviously, you can go and absorb a lot of great content and try to sharpen up your skills as you go into Q4 and get ready for uh, you know another year. So staying on the front end with, with the latest and greatest in thought leadership is really great at something like Inbound. But the other thing is, as you mentioned, like there's a ton of vendors there. So it's a great opportunity to find out, You know, maybe I should talk to the people at Vidyard because we've been thinking about getting into our, a new video strategy. Or you know, maybe we should you know investigate how some of these other agencies have done really well so let's let's talk to them they have a booth here at, at inbound as well but lastly i think one of the biggest things is it's just an incredible networking opportunity you get a chance to meet a lot of people that are in your shoes and doing similar things so whether it's a, a similar business that's in a startup phase like you are uh, or another agency that's you know going through the same sort of scaling pains that you are there's uh, i'm always impressed and delighted by the amount of that our customers have for each other, and there's just this openness where people are constantly lending a hand and giving advice. It's it's a very like welcoming community. People are very giving, knowing that they've gotten helpful advice in the past and are trying to pay it forward. So i think there's a lot you can get out of it where you can meet people that are really going to be able to you know turn that light bulb on in your head so whether it's a particular breakout session someone you met at you know a cocktail event or a vendor that you didn't even know existed that's you know suddenly offers this perfect solution to a pain point for one of your customers there's just a tremendous amount of people that are incredibly smart that are they're, they're there to you know to help you and i think again it's it's like an extension of my own experience at hubspot you know something my dad used to always say which is one of my favorite phrases is if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And fortunately, when I'm at HubSpot and when I'm at Inbound, that's never the case. I'm never the smartest person in the room. So I'm always just trying to be a sponge and and talk to as many people as possible and absorb as much as possible. So that's my long-winded call to action to consider attending Inbound. And if you are considering it, reach out to your, if you're an existing HubSpot customer, reach out to your representative, your channel consultant, your customer success manager, anyone that you're in contact with about plan for that as early as possible.
1: One thing that um, we ran into one of our friends we used to work with at a different company. And one of her points about inbound was she felt like she got not just uh, professional like training kind of lessons, but even like some life lessons. From mm. different speakers. So I thought that was an interesting point. I know I got one from Elizabeth Gilbert about just being calm and relaxed because I lost my wallet at inbound. Oh boy. <laughs> and at first I was not relaxed, but then I remembered her talk and I'm like, I'm just gonna relax.
0: <laughs> Elena couldn't believe how relaxed I was. <laughs> yeah, I was I was waiting for the Hulk to come out or something.
2: <laughs> see, see, that's fabulous. <laughs> well, so did you end up finding a wallet?
1: Yes, it was at a loft hotel.
2: <laughs> Ooh, thank God, but but that's yeah. that's a great example right there in itself. Um, mm-hmm. I think we get so focused. You know, it's an industry event, it's a work event. I work at HubSpot. I'm so focused on you know doing my job and trying to be the best consultant I can be. But there are these great moments at inbound where you just get to feel like a human. And I th- that sounds like a perfect example of that, you know, that we have some of these passionate speakers that kind of allow you to step back and think about it in your own life. And there's so much we could talk about as far as like work-life balance and lessons you learn on the job that can help you in your personal life and your personal relationships and vice versa. But that's, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. It's, it's always great to hear directly from customers and partners about particular experiences they had at inbound that had an impact on them.
0: So to wrap up the conversation with a fun question, If you weren't working as a channel consultant for HubSpot and you could have your dream job right this second, what would that dream job be?
2: My gut reaction was to say, you know, I'm thinking like, I want to do something totally different. I would love to be like a park ranger and just be outside all the time.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. Is
2: is that totally weird?
0: No, no, that's not not totally weird at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, I, I love HubSpot so much. And I think one thing that's so great is they do give us a lot of flexibility in terms of You know, if you need to work from home, or if you need to take a few days off or take vacation, they're very supportive of that. Um, So you know, it's not like I feel like I'm I'm cooped up all the time. But I think I could see myself in another life, maybe just having the having a national park be my office. That would be really cool if I had my druthers and could wave my magic wand.
0: Is there a specific park you would choose?
2: I mean, out to Yosemite. I think that'd be easy pick for me.
0: Yeah, that's
1: nice. That's a great one.
2: Have you you ever been?
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's it's beautiful.
2: Do you got What's what's next on your travel list?
1: I've never been to Las Vegas. So. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I'd like to try Las Vegas. I'd like to go to Australia, but all the things that can kill you, all the spiders and stuff, <laughs> it scares me. But I'd still like to go.
1: I camped across the country when I was 19, so I've seen all the parks pretty much, but haven't gone to all the cities yet. Oh, that's great. I'm-
2: yeah, I... um. So I've I've been to Vegas once. I recommend it. It's a wild experience. I agree about Australia and HubSpot has an office down there. So I'd love to be able to go down and visit our friends in the Sydney office, but I'm not a huge arachnophobe, but you know, I've seen enough videos on, on the internet about the giant spiders and monsters they have down there. So I would be a little concerned.
0: Yeah snakes <laughs> that are just deadly i don't know it's just like all kinds of stuff that yeah just walking around you'll die from least <laughs> that's what it seems like when you watch videos on the internet because everything on the internet is real right
2: <laughs> yeah exactly i believe everything i read
1: well alex thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today if our listeners would like to follow you online or get in touch what's the best way to connect with you
2: Yeah. Find me on LinkedIn. Alex Denoyer, D-E-S-N-O-Y-E-R-S. I always love connecting with other like-minded, compassionate people that are in digital marketing or SaaS or whatever it may be. Uh, I'd love to connect with anyone on LinkedIn.
0: All right. So there you have it. It's a wrap. We know all about the Insider's Edition of Inbound and Alex has encouraged you to find out more for next year. So hopefully you will. And if you want to get in touch with me or Stacy, you can hit us up on social on Twitter. You can find us at Stacy underscore Jax. That's S T A C Y underscore J A X. And uh, you can find me at Elena underscore Jax. A L A N N A underscore J A X. And if you're not a Twitter fan, you can always look us up on LinkedIn under Stacy Jackson or Elena Jackson. And finally, don't forget you can leave us a voicemail on the Anchor mobile app. I hope to see you next week. Have a great week. Bye. The B2B Mix Show is hosted by Stacey Jackson and Elena Jackson of, you guessed it, Jackson Marketing. If you need help with your B2B inbound marketing efforts, visit us at jacksonmarketingservices.com. Yay!